Dub Nation, you're listening to the Warriors Post Up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Russell with the dribble, shoots over to Michael Green, it's a brick, rebound to Curry, Curry throws ahead to Michael Green, driving in, goes up and scores a layup, and James got there maybe a step late, and it's 4-0 Golden State. Curry, pick and roll with Draymond, Draymond comes right down the lane, floats it up, a bad pass for Jermichael Green, ball tipped away, Clay Thompson gathers it in, finds Jermichael Green, open for another corner, three, got it! Line that one up. Yes, he did. He, it was like taking his time on yep. a putt. Javon Looney was a little bit under the weather, so Steve Kerr says, let's get Jamichael Green in there. He's put the headset on to talk to us. Jamichael, first of all, uh, how did you get the word that you were going to start tonight? Uh, just getting treatment on the table, and Steve just walked up to me and told me I got to go tonight. Just told me to be ready. You've been around this league a long time. You've had some great playoff games. You had a, a whole bunch of good playoff, really good playoff games against the Warriors when you were with the Clippers. So you know that you know that drill. You know you have to stay ready. So how do you, when you're told that at that stage of the day, how do you get yourself in the mind frame? Okay, I'm going to come out and let it fly. Uh, you just got to wake up with it. You know, um, just got to come in, just be ready. You never know when your name will get called, so you just got to wake up and stay ready. You know, can't get ready during the game. Got to wake up and be ready. How much of a factor in this game, Jamaica, was pace, getting up and down so you didn't have to go up against their half-court defense? Uh, it was important, but most of the only thing we was really focused on is being more uh, physical with the team. Last game, the first game, they came punched us in the mouth first. So tonight, we just wanted to be physical and make sure AD didn't get going in the paint, you know, and uh, just make it hard on them. How big a factor was running those high-screen rolls, bringing AD out so you can hit the paint, get the cutters, and maybe even get the swing to the three-point shot on the weak side? Uh, it's very important. You know, first game, he was just sitting in the paint, had a couple block shots, so we wanted to get him moving and, uh, you know, just get him more involved defensively so he won't just be resting on defense end. Yeah, Jamaica, you came out, you're knocking down shots. You're 6 of 9 from the floor, 3 of 6 from a 3, which is great to see. He gave the club a great lift, but before we let you go, I got to ask you about the speech that Stephen Curry made before uh, the bus ride for Game 7. You've been on a lot of different situations with different leaders who lead in different styles. Where do you put that speech? Uh, it's up there with the top ones. You know, uh, he said something very important. You know, everybody got to have a great attitude. You know, got to stay positive, man. We can't just be negative, you know. You know, uh, our name going to get called. Just got to be ready. So, no, we got to stay together and be a team. Well, you are a perfect example of someone who did just that tonight. Congratulations on a, a great job and a win, and we'll see you on the plane to L.A. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, you Michael. Right. Let's get to the important stuff first, and that is looking ahead, the upcoming broadcast brought to you by Ticketmaster. 5 p.m. airtime, 5.30 tip Saturday in L.A. Warriors and Lakers game three, and then game four is Monday. 6.30 the airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip. Wednesday, now that game five is an absolute certainty, back here against the Lakers in game five. 6.30 airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip on Wednesday, May the 10th. So those are your upcoming broadcasts brought to you by Ticketmaster. Steve Kerr gets his 98th playoff win, ties Jerry Sloan for 8th place all-time 
on the coaching win list, and he's chasing down Red Auerbach now, and he's also got his 17th 25-point-plus win in the playoffs. Ties him with Greg Popovich for the most ever. Phil Jackson had 16, so... Yeah, but how many 24-point wins does he have? I don't know. It's not Jack Nicholas with majors. <laughs> how many times have you finished second? 19. We always, I know, we always got to use round numbers oh. for whatever reason. I love people that make up those those stats. It's always a five or a, or a zero or needless to say, that's impressive. When you're up there with Popovich and Jackson, yeah, that's pretty good company to keep. That's really all you need to know. What did Steve say the other night or before game one? that uh, Pop would go out and they would have a glass of wine or something at dinner, and he said that to Tim Duncan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. And, so, and Steve says it uh, Steve about Steph. Steph. yeah. But it's funny that he's up there with those two guys because those are his two mentors yes. in the NBA, Lute yes. in, uh, in college. Uh, and Len, like Lenny Wilkins, Cotton Fitzsimmons, he said he learned a lot from, uh, from everybody. But those two guys were where he had his most success as a player. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see him in a graphic uh, with uh, with those two guys who are synonymous with postseason excellence. Okay, so what did we learn tonight? The Warriors winning one twenty-seven to one hundred, and uh, what will translate for either the rest of the series or at least maybe games three and four in LA? Nothing. Nothing. No, I'm serious. Uh, what we learned tonight is what. I was talking about before this game was every game's its own entity and everyone's different and they all take on uh, a different personality. Who would have thought the Warriors would be better than the Lakers tonight from the free throw line, better than the Lakers tonight in the paint and still dominate the three-point line? Uh, Now, a lot of that was an adjustment they made to run some high screen rolls, bring Anthony Davis out and then attack behind him. So you're hitting the roll guy. Roll guy can take it to the to the rim or catch it. If the weak side defender comes in, then you pitch it out. And you got threes. So they were getting wide open threes. They were getting a lot of points in the paint. And the pace. The pace was quicker for them. They got up and down a lot more than they did in game one. Now, the Lakers are going to look at that and go, okay, how do we stop that? How do we negate that? If they're going to bring Anthony Davis out, what do we need to do to stop them from hitting the uh, the roller in the pocket and letting him kind of dice up the, the defense? And then Anthony Davis was not nearly the same player he was in game one. We saw that offensively in the Memphis series. Yeah. Like rebounding and shot blocking, he was fantastic throughout the whole series. But offensively, it was like a seismograph. It was up down up down up down so he could go out and get 30 again in game three so what did they do better in this game that they didn't do well one he just missed a couple shots early Uh, same shots that he had in game one he's not a robot some games you're gonna miss him some games you're gonna make him he got off to a great start and i will tell you that when you get off to a good start hit a couple jumpers early your confidence grows you feel like i catch it everything the bucket looks bigger and you just go up with full confidence i'm gonna make this you missed a couple shots i'm not saying he was hesitant because i'm sure he wasn't but the rim just looks different than it does so it again you go from game to game things are different i thought this was going to be a uh uh-oh 
a LeBron 45-point game where they're in trouble. Warriors took over. His production kind of faded a little bit, and then they really didn't need him at the uh, in the third or fourth quarter because the Warriors were were dominating. But I would say those are the two things that jumped out to me was pulling Davis away from the paint. So you're not running dribble handoffs where Draymond and Looney have the ball, and he's waiting to hand it off or dribble it over to somebody where you can push things down. Steph already has the ball, so you can't push things down at that point. So he has to come out because you don't want Steph dribbling into a wide-open three-pointer. So he comes out, roll, boom, boom, and they were getting a lot of good action off that. And then I thought the pace was really good for them as well. Uh, Helped them get more points in the paint, some fast break points. I think they had 17 tonight, which was really good. So uh, a really nice bounce-back effort from the Warriors. You expect that uh, from a team of their caliber. But anything you want to take and just assign to game three, I will refer you to game one that you thought was going to be an automatic in game two, and it wasn't. The only thing that translated was the threes. Threes in game one, threes in game two for the Warriors were about the about the same. And it looks like if the Warriors draw and kick, they're going to get some open looks there. Uh, whether get the, Are they going to hit 21 a night? Probably not. But they well, that's what I said. Yeah, and they continue to do so, and at a better percentage tonight. L- let me uh, throw out two things I saw. Yeah, Steph with the ball. Yep, I think they got to split his time off the ball and with the ball uh-huh. because with the ball, uh, Vanderbilt and Schroeder don't have nearly the chance of slowing him down that they do when he doesn't have the ball because they can top lock him, they can grab him, they can do all uh-huh. that stuff. And I think Steph with the ball. Uh, then, you know, I mean, he had 12 assists tonight. Yep. I mean, that's huge. He and Draymond had 21 assists tonight. And so it allows, I think, the Warriors to play make a little bit better because, you know, once Steph gives the ball up, then he can go to work. And, and, and at that moment, he's not being top-locked because mm-hmm. once he gives the ball up, you know, the, the defenders has to be in front of him. So yep. uh, I thought that was that was a nice little thing. And I think Two-way players for the Warriors are going to be huge in this series. Guys that can give you something on offense, but also defend a little bit on defense. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Uh, and again, Darvin Ham and his staff will go back and look and see what the Warriors had, success, where they had success, and, and, and try to figure out a way to take those, take those things away. Uh, you would suspect that Reeves and, and, and Russell – and uh, I might think of it. Schroeder will be a little more efficient. Uh, Schroeder only got three shots. Schroeder goes up and down. Yeah, too. exactly. He'll hit seventeen one night four. That you're ab- absolutely right. There's, there's no doubt about it. Reeves has been a little more consistent. Yeah, for he, him. he's been quiet in the series he, so far. He was the only quarter where he got going a little bit was the third quarter of game one. Other yeah. than that, he has been uh, a little quiet. So that's that's the beauty of a seven game series, man. They're just up and down and up and down because now we're even, right? Oh, Warriors figured it out. Warriors are good to go. Warriors got, and then whoever loses game three is going to be in massive trouble. At least that's what everybody's going to say. You're only halfway home to four, but you're going to be in massive trouble. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I can already read the headlines. If the Warriors win game three, oh, must win. You can't go back. You can't go back to the Bay Area down 3-1. That'd be a disaster. If the Warriors lose, uh-oh, Warriors have to win this. They're going to go back home down 3-1. Yeah. Oh, it's all. So, yeah, that, that's kind of the, 
seven-game series. The, uh, let me give you a perfect example of that. Last year in the finals, my brother, who's a high school basketball coach and special ed teacher in New Hampshire, who's retiring this year, he's retiring in another Congrats month. Congrats to your brother. Yeah, great. 40 years of you know coaching and doing all that, just great. But he, um, he texted me from his New Hampshire uh, 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 house after the day after the Warriors had lost Game Three of the Finals, it was two one Boston. Yep. He goes, so I'm I'm talking to some of the kids today at school. They're all going. You think the series is over? He goes, over. <laughs> he goes, because I'm telling them if if Golden State wins Game Four, they go back. They have home court. <laughs> Best two or three. It's not over. It's like oh yeah, the overreaction in yes. a seven game series yes. is crazy. It's it an just, NBA tradition it, like none other. It drives me nuts. It really it really does. It, what's the biggest game? Game three, game five, and I tell everybody. Every game's the biggest game. There's only seven of them. Game one's important. Game two's game three. Game five. Game every game is important, and you're trying your darndest to win every single game. I mean, Anthony Davis was on his way to playing 42 minutes again tonight. Yeah, I thought they'd limit him a little bit. Uh, no, <laughs> they're saying, "Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna get after it every single game, and if we think we have a chance to win." Anthony Davis is going to be out there playing. So after playing only 33 minutes tonight, I certainly would expect him to be out there 40-plus, 42-44 in, uh, in game three. That, it, that's why seven-game series is so fun. Every game, its own entity. There are uh, adjustments, little adjustments, not huge adjustments. You are who you are at this point. Uh, the Warriors aren't going to suddenly dominate the paint. That's not who they are, but... They can find out ways to get in the paint a little more efficiently, a little easier. They can not foul when they're playing defense, so they only send the Lakers to the free throw line 17 times. And look, probably six of those were at the end of the game when it didn't matter at that point. So, again, little things like that that that, that can pay dividends, but don't think those things hold any water in the next game because the other team will make the adjustment and they'll figure out how to kind of attack what you're doing to them. So intriguing stuff. And, and, and this is a series unlike one we've ever seen before where the advantages are so distinct for both teams and they're so different from the advantages the other team has that, that that's why this one's really interesting for me and, it's very exciting to uh, be a part of. Our electrifying player of the game is going to be Clay Thompson. Of course. Yeah. yeah. 30 points in three quarters without a free throw. <laughs> 11 of 18, 8 of 11 <laughs> beyond the arc, three rebounds and one assist. This is brought to you by Toyota, class-leading MPG, and more hybrid models than any other brand. At Toyota, let's go places. Speaking of going, it's probably time for us to go. R.C. Davis's entourage is here. And Look so, at that. Not even nine. Yeah, kind of like the six o'clock game. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was kind of nice. You know what? For the first time all year, I'll see you on the plane tomorrow. I know. How <laughs> about that? Tom Tolbert's traveling again, baby. Oh my god! Here gosh. we go. I don't know if I'm ready for that hour and ten minute flight. Oh, it's like those flights with the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> yeah, the Orlando yeah. Magic. Uh, uh, Told Zach has said happy birthday. Yeah, he should be wandering in here any moment. But, okay. Uh, Hopefully, he hasn't been celebrating too much. No, no, no. Well, he's got a, a driver. So. You're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can celebrate then. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very so. good. 
Hope he just spills in here. <laughs> no. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See you tomorrow. All right, man. That's it.